How do you move away from traditional weed management like using herbicide without creating a more labor-intensive regime? That's the question for Sam Oshwald-Tilton from the Division of Extension and the Fair Share CSA Coalition. He works with fresh market growers across the state as a direct market specialist, helping farmers figure out the best production methods. He says labor is a primary issue for fresh market growers, while at the same time, interest is growing for alternative weed management. I think a good way to think about it is that being able to manage weeds without herbicides is a really good tool to have in your toolbox. So, for example, some growers might be certified organic, or for some growers, their customers, it may be very important that no herbicides are used. Um, So for them, herbicides are just not a tool that they have. But even for more conventional growers that are using herbicides, there can be plenty of issues applying herbicides. For example, uh, the soil type. For example, uh, if we have too much rain and it moves the herbicide out of the root zone. For example, if we don't have enough rain and the herbicide isn't activated, there's a lot of issues using herbicides. They can be a great tool, um, but they're not a silver bullet. And so it's really helpful just to have a lot of different tools in the toolbox that growers can use to fit the situation they're in. When I think of weed management without herbicide, I think of pulling weeds. While that may be a solution for you know your home gardener, what are the options for commercial producers that may not have the bodies to pull by hand? What other options are there for weed management? For non-chemical weed management, the foundation of that really almost starts in the winter. And what I mean by that is if you want to start running a cultivator, running a weeding machine in middle of May, and that's the only thought you've put to it, you're already a little bit behind the game. The things that people are already thinking about in the winter to control weeds without chemicals are things like crop rotation. So for example, if the year before I had a field where a lot of ragweed or lamb's quarters went to seed, I'm going to want to keep that in mind. And so in the coming spring, I may not plant something like carrots or beets that are direct seeded and a lot less weed competitive. And instead, I may plant something like a transplanted brassica or sweet corn, soybean, something like that that pops up and is a lot more competitive. Other things I might be thinking about in the winter are uh, my row spacing. I need to make sure that when I plant my... um, my vegetables, I space them widely enough that I can fit weeding tools in there. You know, so a lot of growers might be on a single row system, like 30 inches, something like that. But there's a lot of planning that can go into a non-chemical weed management system kind of in the off season in terms of um, holistic farm management. Sam, what about during the growing season? There's a lot of tools and techniques that growers can use. Um, one thing that I'm a big fan of is stale seed bedding. And that means making a soil environment that really encourages weeds to germinate, which I know sounds counterintuitive, but the goal there is to get weeds to germinate before you plant your crop or before your crop is up, kill them either with tillage or with heat with a propane flame, uh, and then for your crop to grow. And the key there is that most horticultural weeds only germinate from a two-inch depth, from two inches down in the soil. And if they're buried deeper than that, they're just not going to come up. They're going to wait until something like tillage brings them closer to the surface to germinate. And so with something like a stale seedbed, if you can make this perfect seedbed to encourage weeds to germinate but not yet plant your crop, and maybe even irrigate. Some farmers will irrigate if it's dry, again, to really encourage those weeds to pop up. And once you have that carpet of weeds, if you can till shallowly just within the top two inches, what you'll do is you'll kill all of those weeds, But because you're not going below two inches, you won't bring up new weed seeds to germinate. And so it's a way that can really give your crop a head start. So if you use that stale seed bed uh, and then plant or then transplant, 
your crop can really have a head start. And the big thing that I tell growers is that these weeding tools are fantastic. You know, I could talk about them forever, and a lot of times they do, but they're not magic. And what they really rely on is a size difference between the crop and the weed, either a size difference in rooting if you're kind of uprooting or a size difference in the part above the ground if you're maybe hilling or something like that. And so that's where all these cultural techniques, these winter planning, um, crop rotation, things like that can really get you that head start and that size difference. And once you've got that size difference, there's all sorts of tools to really exploit that and keep your crop weed free uh, without having to resort to as much hand labor. Are these things that will be talked about in the event that you're helping organize the Midwest Mechanical Weed Control Field Day this year happening in Ohio? Are these topics that you'll be discussing there, or is there other things trending in the industry right now that will be uh, headlining? You know, we always have a focus on mechanical weed control. That's, that's the name of the game, the bread and butter of the event. And the big thing that we do and why farmers come from all over the country to visit is because of the infield demos. So we'll be planting demonstration plots, and uh, cultivator companies from all over the country will be bringing their machines to demonstrate. So farmers can really see right in the soil what that tool is doing, and they can hear from company reps and from other farmers' experience who are in attendance about how to adjust that machine to fit soil conditions and what it's really capable of. And there's sort of two different tracks for field demos. There's vegetable demos in direct seeded beets and transplanted cabbage. And then there's also row crop demos in corn. Another focus of the field day that a lot of growers are thinking about, again, with this labor crunch, is camera-guided cultivators and autonomous weeding machines. And this is something that is starting to catch on in the the vegetable-producing areas of our country, um, mostly California, Arizona, uh, Florida, just where there's a lot more vegetable acreage. Um, And these are machines that use cameras to do the job that is normally done by, by people in terms of getting weeds very close to the crop. Uh, and so we, we try and get as many of those companies there as we can, one, so growers can see what's available now, but also so growers can see what's coming down the pike in, in the next few years because these camera-controlled machines continue to get better in terms of the work that they can do, and they continue to get cheaper. And if the labor situation isn't addressed, and I hope that it is, but anyway, these machines are more and more attractive to farmers. As we know here in Wisconsin, the specialty crop industry and the direct market vegetable sale industry is an important piece of Wisconsin agriculture. And I wanted to ask you, Sam, if you're seeing increased interest for people looking to get into direct market vegetable sales. You know, I am 38 years old. And when I was coming up in farming, I don't know when it was, 12, 15 years ago, whatever it was there were a lot of younger people getting into farming. And I was just talking with uh, a grower around Milwaukee about the price of machinery, about cultivating tractors. And he was saying that uh, 10, 15 years ago, the cost of cultivating tractors really spiked, you know, even 60-year-old tractors, because a lot of people were getting into it. But in the last few years, a lot of people have been leaving, um, which is part of the reason of, of starting my position is to really support growers. And so he was seeing that reflected in the price of tractors just kind of going down because there's less of a, less of a demand for it. So just to say, I think kind of historically, there's not a huge rush of people getting into vegetable farming, but I continue to hear from people either who are farming a little bit and want to expand, or like you're saying, people that are gardening and wanting to start selling. And I think because 
growing food is just a beautiful occupation, people are always going to want to get into it. And so while right now may not be, you know, the biggest rush that we saw 10, 15 years ago, yeah, there continue to be people that want to start growing vegetables and want to uh, start feeding our community. If a farm is looking to diversify into the vegetable market space, or if someone is, you know, looking to expand their garden into a business, are you the point person? Yeah, there's a lot of great people. So what I'm good at is um, advising people on production methods and connecting them to other resources. So for example, um, Wisconsin Extension is just fantastic in terms of the um, resources that they offer growers. And so if people want to learn more about, say, for example, um, farm business management or labor, um, there's extension specialists that really um, specialize in that. And that, that's, those are people I would direct them to. Um, similarly, if people are really interested in the CSA model, the Fair Share CSA Coalition really specializes in that. So that's something where if I can uh, help people with particular questions, I do. But the other thing is I'm really a connector in, in terms of helping people get connected with other resources or other technical assistance providers. Sam Oshwald Tilton with the Weed Management Advice. He's Wisconsin's direct market specialist, spending a lot of time in early summer on farm visits. He's with the Division of Extension and the Fair Share CSA Coalition based in Madison. I mentioned during the interview that Sam is also helping put on the Midwest Mechanical Weed Control Field Day. That'll be at the end of September in Ohio. You can reach out to Sam for more details on that event. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.